Welcome to Soulful Book Thoughts with me, the reader extraordinaire. Hello, my lovely bookworms, and welcome to the Reader Extraordinaire's Book Thoughts for the Soul. I hope you guys are having a great night or day or afternoon, wherever the heck you are in the world. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about Daisy Darker. Um, And I'm sorry if I sound a little meh. Um, I've been sick since yesterday. So I'm, I'm doing my thing. Um, I'm also recording while my wife is asleep. So because it's the quietest it is in the house at 1135 at night for you guys to have this episode when you're going home from work. Um, but I'm just kind of low energy because I've just been under the weather, but I still wanted to bring you guys an episode. So, here we are, discussing Daisy Darker. This was a book that I read, well, I finished this November 9th of 2022. Damn. Sorry, I'm so behind. Um, and this was, I don't know what the heck that was, but that was kind of (laughs) scary. A random ding. Um, this was a book that I was not expecting. So this is another, I guess, uh, like thriller, suspense, all rolled into one, mystery rolled into one. And my mom read this book and she said, Caitlin, you have to to read this book. I think you will absolutely love it. I loved it. And I think you will go crazy over this book. So I was like, okay, I'll read it. And let me just say, this is one that I was not expecting. Um, and that's one of the reasons I loved it so much. And as usual, I'm always going to say, that I do reveal spoilers, um, but even though that I do talk about the spoilers and talk about how good the book is, I 100% recommend that you go read it for yourself because it is a completely different experience hearing someone talk about it versus you actually going and reading it. So it is a thousand percent worth the read. Um, because I mean, I'm not going to be able to explain it to you in the wonderful detail of you being able to read it for yourself for the first time. You know what I mean? So, I recommend it. It's by Alice Feeney. Um, let's see. What else do we have? What else do I want to tell you about it before? Mm, I think we can just get into the public plot. I was trying to figure out if this was actually like... I don't know if this is a young adult fiction does it tell you on goodreads no wonderful but it did get um literary awards for mystery and thriller so it is a mystery and thriller book so public plot this is what we got this is where i read off goodreads tell you the public plot and then i get into what i liked um what i didn't like 
and I just kind of talk about the book. Um, before I get into one of my favorite segments, negative reviews. <laughs> so, the New York Times bestselling Queen of Twist returns with a family reunion that leads to murder. After years of avoiding each other, Daisy Darker's entire family is assembling for Nana's 80th birthday party in Nana's crumbling gothic house on a tiny tidal island. Finally back together one last time when the tide comes in, they will be cut off from the rest of the world for eight hours. The family arrives, each of them harboring secrets. Then at the stroke of midnight, as a storm rages, Nana is found dead. An hour later, the next family member follows. Trapped on an island where someone is killing them one by one, the Darkers must reckon with their present mystery as well as their past secrets, before the tide comes in as all is revealed. With a wicked wink to Agatha Christie's and then there were none, Daisy Darker's unforgettable twist will leave the readers reeling. And boy did it. Boy did it. It's just so... It is very twisty. It is very twisty, and I have never read Agatha Christie. That's what I was trying to say. Agatha Christie's and then and then there were none. I do want to read it, um, just because it seems like a really good book, and I've just never read it, and it's a classic, and I've never read it, and I feel very disappointed in myself. But I, I let me start with the things that I didn't like because I literally only have one that I have written down. I did think, and I don't remember why I was saying this, because I remember there was a specific point that I was saying this, but I don't remember the quote. There were too many metaphors and, like, similes in some places. Like, there was an overuse of them to the point where it didn't pack a punch anymore. Because, you you know, you can use them to pack a punch and make it sound really cool and, um... I don't know, quote-unquote, different, you know, to kind of just get a different feeling. But in some places, I remember it was one after the other. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's (sighs) metaphor heaven. So that was like the only thing that I think I could think of that I didn't like. It was just kind of the overusage of metaphors. But in this style of book... Because it's gothic and it's mystery and it's suspense. I understand why there's a lot of metaphors and similes because it helps get your point across and it creates more suspense and gives more flavor. But if you take that and use it too much, it dilutes it to the point that it doesn't really have that same effect anymore just because you've kept seeing it over and over. So that was my only big critique Um, I loved the suspense because y'all know me. Suspense is my middle name. Um, I loved the mystery because it's like the whole time, who is the killer? Because each person, when you read, it's not told specifically in every character's point of view. Daisy Darker is our character that we see everything through, but it's told through two different timelines, flashbacks and the present, and we get to learn more about these other characters, but it's not so much, 
a flip back and forth. But with each different thing you learn about these people, you think it's this person. And then it's like, mm, I think it's this person. I can't tell you how many times I thought it was someone else and then they ended up dead. And I was like, okay, well, I was wrong about that. Because everyone has a motive. It, everyone has a motive for killing off the family members. And each person has a different motive. Sometimes it's just literally pure selfish greed. And that's the only motive. But it's still there. You know what I mean? So, you know. I could not guess. And I always say this, I don't want to be able to guess because I feel like I can guess it too often and I'm like, oh, well, I got it too early. Um, one time I was sure that I had the character and I was like flipping through the pages as I was reading and I was like halfway through it and I was getting there and I was like, wait a second. And I realized I was utterly wrong. Just totally wrong. Completely wrong. So this book is one of those that you'll be like, oh, I know it. I know it for sure. And you're like, mm, just kidding. So I also love that, and this sounds really bad, but I love this aspect of it. I love the horrendous family dynamic that does not resolve itself. There is no happy ending to this. Well, Mm, there is no uh, good <laughs> ending because it, it's happy-ish in its own sort of way, but a lot of crap has to happen to get to that. Um, so I love this crazy family who has all these dark, menacing secrets that they don't tell anyone, but they all kind of start coming out and you realize how awful, you realize how awful each one of these people are. I mean, you realize how vain, how self-absorbed, um, and how disconnected from the world they are. And Daisy is the only one who seems to understand how awful her family is. I think the guy that she had a crush on, the family friend, I think he knows that he's not that great of a person. But I don't think he's really ready to accept that. And the other people just don't care that they're terrible people. So it's horrible all around, but it doesn't fix itself. And I like that. There's no complete resolution with a positive outcome. No, these people are just dying. And there has been no hint of forgiveness or reconciliation for who they are and what they've done. And I think that's what I love so much is because you don't see that much in books. And I appreciate that this is this is what's happening and it's not changing 
Um, I like the subtle clues that are throughout the book that I didn't understand until I read the end of the book. I didn't understand until I got about half, no, more than halfway to the end of the book. And then I was like, oh my god, it makes sense. It makes sense. And this is one of the episodes that I almost don't want to tell you. <sighs> Should I? Oh man, I don't want to tell you, but I do because it's just so good. So I'll get to it in a minute. But the subtle clues are just when you, they're one of those that you're kind of like, hmm, that's weird. Like you take note of it, but you're not like, aha, I know what that means. It's just something you take note of and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to move on. But when you find out in the end, you connect everything together and it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. And that's what I mean by you can't guess it easily because I didn't get it. Um, and another thing that really hammered this book into my love factor is that it is very claustrophobic. Um, they're in this little house, um, tiny old ass house that's literally falling apart. Um, it's the family home that, you know, Daisy Darker's been in forever. Her family grew up there. It is stranded. When the tide comes in, absolutely stranded and they can't get out. Not even with a boat, not even like because it's too high. So even a boat, they won't be able to boat over it. They have to wait for it to lower. So they can't get out. No one can get in. Nothing. For eight hours until the tide changes. And not only that, is it claustrophobic by not being able to get out? But it's also claustrophobic inside the house because it's small and cramped and there are lots of people. And there's also a killer and they don't know where the killer's coming from and they're running out of spots to hide. So it's a very claustrophobic book it's got it's it's a claustrophobic tone and the way the setting is it's just really creepy and you're kind of like oof how like what are we gonna do you almost feel okay so like you see things through daisy darker you see through her like she's who we're talking about being the character but it's almost because she's telling you what you are seeing because she's seeing it, it's like you are another part of the family who's there. But you're just kind of, I don't know, out of reach. Almost like, not even almost a bird's eye view, but almost like you're a fly on the wall. And it is, no one talks to Daisy no one talks to her directly. There are a couple times, and I thought this was very interesting, the whole book. Oh my gosh, my cat is going insane. That's so funny. I thought through the whole book, this is really weird. Everyone seems to be talking over her, or she'll say something, and it'll be like someone else agrees 
with her, but only because someone else said something. It's never direct communication. I was like, good Lord, they really hate this girl. They really just can't stand her and don't want to be a part of her. I'm like, that's their sister. That's horrible. Um, and as we come to find out, all these characters, and I, I wrote, the characters are so flat, quotate, like, um, quotation marks, yet explosive. Because they're all your kind of stereotypical, really abusive family. But they, the things that they have done to each other, nonetheless, are horrible. And it, when you find it out, you're like, oh, holy shit, this is the real deal. It's not just, my sister was terrible to me growing up and this is what's happening. No, it is horrible. Um, and I'll get to it in just a second. Um, I love how I wrote <laughs> my cat's trying to play with a ball I love how I wrote the twistiness shock value I figured the thing sort of out but still shocked with full reveal um so my my biggest thing with this book I have never read a book where the main character is literally being ignored the whole book except Daisy's niece Claire Daisy's niece Claire is the only one who talks to her who hugs her other than her nana other than her nana I'll put it that way other than Anna, no other family member other than Claire talks to her, hugs her, is with her, none of it. No one acknowledges her. No one speaks directly to her. It's just weird. It's like, I've never read a book like this. This is fascinating how there's this whole story and our main character is just observing. And, you know, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm like, what the hell is this? And there is this one scene that clicked when I found out later. But there is one scene where Daisy goes up to her room and she writes on a computer. She types the words boo. And the family friend who is there, like, she can see that he's visibly disturbed by this. And I was like, why would he be visibly disturbed by this? I don't understand. And he like looks over at her and there's this exchange where they're looking at each other and it doesn't seem weird or anything. And then he leaves and nobody says anything. And I was like, okay, that, that's just awkward tension. It made so much sense when I found out that Daisy Darker is dead. That sentence still gives me chill bumps every time because it's so fucking creepy and you don't realize it until the very end of the book. Daisy has been dead since she was a child. She was always kind of a, I guess, kind of a sickly child. She always had issues and her sisters always picked on her all the time and I'm trying to remember what the the family friend's name is because I think it was like Peter or something. Hold on, let me look it up. Uh, 
Um, because it's bothering me. It's like, what the heck was his name? What the heck? Connor. Connor is his name. Connor. Cool. I couldn't remember his name. Connor. Very cool name. Um, and her sisters are named Rose and Lily. And her name is Daisy. They were all named after flowers. Which, uh, which another thing I thought was real cool. Um, hold on. Did I say, I feel like I said a wrong name. I did. Um, the, the, the niece her name is Trixie. I don't know why I called her Claire. I think I read my handwriting wrong. So sorry. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, her name is Trixie. How the hell could I have messed that up? Because I remember thinking I loved that name, Trixie. It was just such a cool name. So her sisters are there, Rose and Lily and Trixie, which is Lily's daughter. Her father, Frank, and their mother, Nancy, they're divorced. Um, and Connor are at the little thing, at the little house called Sea Glass. Um, and of course, we have another stereotypical thing of, it's the day before Halloween, and you know, creepy stuff. Um, but, of course, Nana dies, or so they think. And then it just sets off this whole chain reaction of everybody's dying. And nobody can figure out what the hell's happening. And I was always like, hmm, this is weird. No one's talking to Daisy. Nothing's happening to Daisy. And then you find out that she's freaking dead. And it's so creepy. And how you find this out is that at the end, see, I didn't want to tell you this, but I feel like I have to tell you this just because it's so cool and you'll have to read it because it's so, it is so expertly crafted the way Feeny does this. It's just so perfect. Nana is the only one that could see Daisy. And so is Trixie. They're the only ones that can see. Daisy. Um, and Daisy has been a very sickly child for her entire life. Entire life. She has a heart. She has heart issues. Um, you know, so she was, as she was growing up, it's difficult for her to have a normal life so they they all come here and because they're invited for Nana's birthday and she's like I'm trying to give people my inheritance and then she's dead and then everyone's frantically scrambling around trying to figure out what the hell's happening and you get to the end and you realize that um, Daisy was told she would never live past the age of 15, but 14 years later, she's headed to Nana's birthday, but she still dresses like a child. And I never caught any of this. And Nana is a, is an author and she wrote about Daisy Darker and, you know, everybody was jealous because it seemed like Daisy got all the attention especially growing up. 
but I feel like this was also jealousy, but I also feel like this is pure it's framed as an accident in the book. It's kind of framed as an accident in the book. But I also kind of think some of it is intentional and some of it's not. But that's just me personally. It could all have just been an accident. Daisy does not die of her heart condition. Daisy is hit by a car. Um, she is young, obviously. She's still a kid. Um... She sees that Connor and one of her sisters is in a romantic entanglement and she's not going to tell, but she does end up tattling and all three of them are driving back and Connor's intoxicated and he hits Daisy in the middle of the road and they get out to inspect her and none of them are supposed to be legally driving and they're like, what the hell are we supposed to do? We just hit this. We just hit Daisy. And they look and they're like, she's not breathing, you know, like she's really dead this time. And so they're all trying to figure out what to do. And her two sisters are awful. And they're like, why don't we just throw her off the cliff? And then no one will know what happened to her. Well, they end up deciding to throw her off the cliff. And at the last second, while she's literally flying in the air before she falls due to gravity her eyes open she was alive when they threw her off that cliff so she was essentially murdered um but they didn't know that she was alive um so that's how she died <laughs> and she's never really been able to leave sea glass because that's where she died so she thinks she's been living her life and you do too until the end but then you realize that these god-awful people killed her it's just you have to read this book it is intoxicating it is so good oh the twist and turns i'm just oh my god but trixie can see her nana can see her um and in the end you find out that Nana is not really dead and that Trixie isn't dead either. Um, Trixie reveals that she has been the one killing everyone, that she is the killer. This little girl is the killer. She's like, no, 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 I had help. She had help because Nana was still alive. And she's like, I can't kill you, Daisy. Because you're already dead. Um, so, you know. And Trixie is like, do you want to know why I can see you? Do you want to know how I can see you? It's because Trixie has the exact same heart condition that Daisy had when she was a kid. But the shitty part about it is, 
the surgery that could have saved Daisy that her mother refused to give her, Trixie can get it and live and be almost a perfectly normal, healthy person. But she can see Daisy because of it. So she's going to get, um, she's going to get the inheritance. Um, and Trixie was the one that told Nana that she could see her when Trixie was playing Scrabble and the tiles are moving by themselves. And then Nana, um, Nana could see, you know, and Connor's dad, who was really abusive, um, he committed suicide after Daisy's body was found because when he found blood on his car, he thought he'd been the one who killed somebody because he drove intoxicated a lot. But no, it was Connor and Rose and Lily. They just threw her off the cliff. The car crash didn't kill her. She was still awake listening to what they were saying, but she couldn't, like, rouse herself out of that pre-death kind of thing, you know? So, it's just, (laughs) it's awful. And then Nana said that she can see Daisy now because she's dying. She poisons herself and she just wanted to be able to see Daisy one more time. So she poisons herself. Um, and I've been using, thank you so much to, let me see what's the name of this blog. Jen Ryland Reviews. I just needed to check a few names and thank you so much. I was using some of your review um yeah so it's really sad really dark and depressing um but I thought it was amazing it was really easy to read I flew through it man flew through it oh my god it was so good you definitely need to read it um I think I gave it what I get did I get five stars I think I did but you know me. I always like to read the people that have one stars or two. This person said, I don't get it. They said it's boring. I don't see how finding out that your main character is dead is boring, but whatever. Let me see the one stars. Oh my god. This review, Mara, Mara, says, I think the fuck not. <laughs> it's good. What the hell? Um, pick this up if you enjoy don't mind the following dysfunctional family and unlikable characters locked room mystery didn't feel like a thriller told in two timelines this reminds me of two other books behind her eyes and we were liars okay number one all of that is what's supposed to happen everyone said there wasn't enough suspense bizarre what Obvious from the way on, Trixie was involved. The way Daisy kept going on about how innocent and good she was. No. I... No. Boring exposition. Dumb as fuck plot twist. What? Highest praise, one star, but in a zero star kind of way. What the... What? This book was so terrible that it ruined my entire day. God, these people are brutal. most hated thriller endings. God, these people are awful. They're boring. 
while I generally don't like to bash books because, you know, writing is hard, I'm going to make an exception, the grammar checks out. They hated the plot, the dialogue, platitudes, character straight garbage. Just so bored. <sighs> wow. This is really rude. Man, this book is boring. Incongruity and superfluousness abound. I found very little excitement and emotion. I was promised Agatha Christie. No, you weren't. What I got was a terrible knockoff of M. Night Sh Shyamalan? First of all, none of the poems obey rules or rhyme. Infuriating. Honey, it's not supposed to be a poetry book. They're just clues. One of the most preposterous stories I've ever read. Worst books I've ever read. What? Stupid. Hated it. Hated the plot twist. Couldn't even remotely believe the motivation for the murders. Hated it. Don't think I've read a book with so many metaphors and analogies. Yeah, that is one thing I didn't like. The overuse of that. Leaving this one star while I process how much I wish I hadn't wasted 11 hours listening to this. Filled with rage. Oh my god. These people. What do the five stars have to say? I'm curious. A lot of people rated it four stars and not five. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's good. Mm-hmm. See? These people know what's up. They know good lit. They know good lit. They know good lit a try. But yeah, I think you guys should give it a try. I don't think the um, negative reviews are correct. I think they're stupid. Um, but hey, you know what? If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Whatever. If you read it, let me know. If you haven't read it and you read it, let me know what you thought. Um, and please, please, please give me suggestions um, of things to read. And don't forget, the January Book Club book is The Silent Patient that I will be discussing on January 31st. And then you guys will have a regular scheduled episode that Thursday. Um, you'll get two episodes essentially in one week because I want to finish that up. I want to do my book reviews on the last day of the month, regardless if it's two or three episodes, two episodes in one week. Um, also, you can send me your thoughts and everything, which I really desperately want to hear. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Book Thoughts Pod, and send me all your info. Send me, send me what you want me to read, what you want me to talk about. I talk about books, literature, writing, genres, authors. I talk about all kinds of stuff in English and history and literature. So let me know what you want to hear and I will see you all next week. Bye.